When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show where we talk about TV shows with our friends. Today, we're talking about episodes four and five of Dairy Girls coming at you from Northern Ireland. This is Steve's first show. Steve, take it away. Thank you, Eli. Dairy Girls was indeed my show, one of my favorite shows for the past few years that I've seen, and I was so excited to share it with Eli. Now we're going to be covering episodes four and five, and I guess the big question for me, Eli, since we are now have continued watching the first season of Dairy Girls, is what are your impressions of it now that we're entering the fourth and fifth episode? How do you feel, how has it changed for you since we began watching it in episode one, and, and what do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. The show, as we talked about before, is somewhat of a both ongoing story and each episode is a bit of its own self-contained caper. And what I really enjoyed about these next two episodes is how they follow that form, but they really start to build and develop the characters. And Mm. that was a lot of fun. I have to say both of these episodes, four and five, were very funny and very in-depth, and for the first time, I found myself really watching and following and even taking a lot of notes on the character development, the individual characters and the relationships as well, and four was a great one uh, for that and to really, really cement some of the roles and relationships laid out in the first three. Definitely. Great point, Eli. Kind of pulling at the heartstrings a little bit here in episode four while bringing that great comedy that we've come to expect now four episodes in from Dairy Girls. Mm. I love your point. I love, love your point about the, the capers in, yeah. the, in, in, in the individual episodes. When I watched this show for the first time, I couldn't get over how funny the girls were, how funny the characters were. And I think I was kind of more focused on that and the world, not really necessarily um, realizing like, oh, wow, yeah, they're getting into some antics per episode here that in the way yeah. you break it down, it makes a lot of sense. So we definitely still get that and definitely um, get a lot more personal relationships and development with the characters themselves. Um, Especially in my point of view with the grandfather in this episode, I'm curious to know who, um, if you agree with that or if there was anyone else that you feel like you gained a lot more perspective on in this episode. Yeah, well, four definitely gave us much more insight into the grandfather and his life, his current life. Uh, yeah. He's not just living in the past. 
we find out, which is fascinating. And additionally, in this episode, I really felt like, um, while maybe not as sort of uh, elucidating, we really see Aaron's character and role in these sort of recurring capers or <laughs> yeah. uh, episodical oh. stories. She, her role is really cemented in this. And there, you know, are moments that I'm sure we'll, we'll probably touch on uh, in, you know, talking about the funny moments. But there are moments where she, it's sort of all put really, it's really laid to bear in some of the moments in this episode, uh, especially through the lens of uh, her counterpoint. Uh, and let's get right into it, Steve. Her Ukrainian oh, yeah. Katya. So. Um, yeah. Episode four, as you said, it kind of goes a little deeper and uh, pulls on the heartstrings a little. We have Ukrainian refugees, uh, which are apparently still being affected by the Chernobyl accident at this time. Yeah, so another cool historical moment in the show and a wonderful <laughs> bit of humor right at the gate in the church scene when Sister Michael is talking about how they've taken them from this you know, dangerous situation to uh, arguably an equally as dangerous situation in sort of <laughs> conflict Northern Ireland at the time. Um, so that was super funny. But I, I, I agree with you about Erin in this episode as a whole kind of reveals her as her own biggest foil, you know, mm -hmm. and, and she um, has some issues as some TV characters do where they can't get out of their own way. Um, the, the, I think it sort of began for me, if I want to pinpoint it, was when she has this Ukrainian girl staying with her and there's this real sense that it's this special thing. Like, so there's clearly not go a lot going on in Londonderry. There's yeah. only a few places to eat. There's only a few things to do. And so this, having an exchange student with you is like a big deal and the family being like, hey, can you share the Ukrainian girl? <laughs> hey, let, let me get five minutes with her. You know, like everyone Stop hogging the Russian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of this girl. They're so interested. Mom says she's very, half mine. <laughs> yeah, and Aaron's all psyched that she's got this cool thing. And it, and it sort of goes in this running joke of, of the Irish kids sort of treating the Ukrainian kids like they're, they're pets, right? Yeah. And, um, but the moment where it all comes crashing down for Aaron, when when the Ukraine girl was just tells her that her letters were boring. <laughs> the letters that she wrote her that Aaron was so proud of and, and she couldn't believe, Aaron couldn't believe it because he felt like her letters were well-written and well-composed right. and gripping. And that is, that's <laughs> like the, that's where it really hits home because actually from the second she starts talking to Katya, uh, she's getting shut down and, yeah. Because everything she believes, of course, is is false about what this girl's situation is and circumstances. Yeah, and, yeah uh, she just assumes she just knows nothing. Yeah, she knows <laughs> that, nothing. That's the funniest. She's poor. She, uh, <laughs> that's the funniest. So yeah, she she Katya does not hold back her uh, her true thoughts. She does not hold her tongue at all. She tells Erin. Yeah what she really thinks. The coolest thing too, that she also holds up a mirror to their world. And that scene, um, when the friends come over and they want to hang out with the, the Ukrainian girl, they're like, come right. on, share the Ukrainian girl. And, uh, and when she breaks down the conflict, 
the Catholic, the Catholic Protestant conflict and breaks it down to Claire, she kind of wrecks Claire's world in what is a really funny, <laughs> I feel like, turn for, for Claire and that actress. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and sets her and she, off on a whole yeah. you know, spiral. <laughs> a little ridiculous thing. But she sort of is like, what did you say? Oh, you're just two different flavors oh, of yeah, the same religion? Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> you're not really two different religions, are you? You're kind of just... <laughs> Different flavors of the same religion. Yeah. <laughs> Claire is just like mind wash, yeah, blown. Yeah, you watch it wash over her face. And it, it just keeps coming back for me. These girls are hysterical. And they're such funny actresses. This little actress, uh, she goes on to, they all are having incredible careers right now. That's another reason why they're having a difficult time doing season three. Mm. It's because they're all so busy. Yeah. Um, Aaron and Michelle are doing independent films, but Claire is in that show, another Netflix show called Bridgerton. She's got a big role mm. in that. So it's um, yeah. the other thing I learned recently that's funny is that Claire, the actress who plays Claire, is the only one who's like an adult. She's like in her 20s right. or 30s. That makes to sense. Aaron and Michelle, they're, they're younger, like younger 20s. And then James is actually the youngest. He's like a real teenager. <laughs> Uh, which is a great segue into um, one of the best bits in this, which is uh, Katya thinks yeah. James is hot. Oh, so funny. <laughs> so they're always making out. And the, and the, and the way so she's so, yeah, and the way <sighs> she's so, I want to say Russian or Ukrainian, but the, the, that matter of fact, yeah. cold, straight faced, this yep. is what I'm saying, this is how it is. Yeah. Um, so for her delivery of that, you you are handsome. You will be my boyfriend. And she just gets up, starts making out with them. That was the f- that was so funny and awkward. Uh, and all the you know the gang's reaction to that. Wait, why are you doing that with him? And then they all have this moment where they're like, oh. And you almost Maybe. wonder if they're like, why didn't we do that? Right? They're kind of like, whoa, uh, or they're just mesmerized <laughs> or like, or like, by Katya. yeah, like. <laughs> one could do that, right? Yeah. It would right. never like occur to them that was even a possibility. <laughs> exactly. With with James, with the wee English fella? No one would do that. <laughs> Who would make out with the wee English fella? Oh, that was a great scene. That was a great sequence of just them being in the room with her together and all the things that happened where she talked to Claire and then made out with James. And um, that was great. Yeah, she is just cutting them down, uh, you know, at every turn and uh, completely changes the dynamic, right? Yeah. Um, she completely changes the dynamic, and I think that is partially, um, or maybe even at the root of why this is such a big episode for Aaron, too, because Aaron being that, you know, focus main character, uh, she's getting upstaged and put in her place through this right. whole episode. Um, yeah, that makes a comedic. lot of sense for me because I kept wondering, like, in rewatching this, like, God, why is she making all these? Why is she freaking out so much right now? You know, like later in the episode, I'm like, why is yeah. she in her own way? Like, so there's a few opportunities that come up later that she's been dying to have these moments, you know, happen for her, but she's exactly. so tunnel, tunnel vision focused on this. This girl really gets her turned around and into a knot in herself. Yeah, and I think that's something you start to realize is just Erin. Like, she's, yeah, her hubris or her fatal flaw or whatever it is, she, like, can't see that 
she's missing the moments she, you know, has been angling for because she gets obsessed with uh, this one thing or this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a control thing, you know, like maybe mm. she thinks she's like the nucleus of this group of friends. And right. It revolves around her and it, and it kind of does too, because mm-hmm. everyone's sort of friends with her. Yeah. Well, and we, you talked about last episode about how she uh, <laughs> was talking about maybe getting a new group of friends yeah. <laughs> right in front of her old friends, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So she, for her to contemplate that, she obviously has a high regard for her standing uh, or yeah. how she's viewed in this circle of friends uh, for sure. And this challenges it. Um, so yeah, yeah throughout. Yeah, direct threat, very, direct threat to the group of friends, right? And was she's like, and to the totally. order of things, right? Yeah, to the, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So we have this great story and, um, you know, these refugees and the treatment of them. We have Jenny, the prefect, uh, has literally put hers on a leash. Of course, yeah. more than meets the eye with her Ukrainian Artem. Um, but initially, we just see this hilarious treatment. And I know, you know, Steve, you and I were involved in some high school foreign mm-hmm. exchanges and stuff like that. And so I think it really hits home for both of us how exciting this was and similarly how big it was for the whole town, right? It was, yeah. It was, and I, I remember my parents getting really excited. I think we had some uh, yeah. Spanish exchange, exchange student from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were these events, right? It was like, hey, we're going to so-and-so's house because they're going to throw a thing for the group and and yeah. get everyone together. So there was that vibe. Totally. Yeah. And they really do a great job of capturing that and these inherent misunderstandings when you have these preconceived notions about, you know, how different or uh, lacking someone else's experience yeah. is. Yeah. And the <laughs> flirting and the, like, it's like new <laughs> yeah. girls and new boys. Like all of a sudden there's a whole new group and it's just sort of, everyone's happy to see some new faces and are, excited and it's all about who likes who and yeah is anyone interested in anybody right so jenny throws this big party which also of course was part of these experiences but meanwhile before we dive into that steve you know you kind of alluded to this being a big episode for grandpa and i really loved the stuff around his clandestine movements uh which started with that first questioning of him at the dinner table about where right. he had been and the bakery order. <laughs> right. It actually, um, yes. And it was hinted at before with the wink in the church in the church team. Did, the, Did you just wink? Yeah. yeah who just, no, no. And then it was all about uh, the wink and then, yeah. And then the bakery order. And that was kind of funny. Yeah. How it was all kind of like, Oh, and you ordered uh, I don't think it was a bear claw, but it was some, it was some, some pastry, some pastry that was, or something. Yeah, like a. Oh, yeah. We'll have to look that one up. I mean, but yeah, I, I think a, I think uh, English translation would be bear claw, be like a big, a big Danish or a big a big pastry that uh, would be big, too much for one person to eat, right? Big ultimately. pastry, and he doesn't even eat those. His Ooh, daughters know he does not busted. eat those. Uh, yeah, that's an amazing, amazing scene in Inquisition. Um, yeah, and the, and. <laughs> Also created a lot of nice moments for, so now Jerry, the dad, has these like wonderful moments of being like real, like where he's like factual with dates and times and things like in the 
in the pilot when he was like, because we've been together for, he's like, what are you going to leave my Mary alone? He's like, because we've been together for Mary for 17 years, Joe. <laughs> um, and so there was another really funny moment where uh, Aaron's mom is saying like, you know, our mother has like barely been gone. <laughs> and you're, you're turning around like dating yeah. any harlot you see. And he's like, your mom's been dead 10 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, just, it's so, those moments are so funny. Yeah. And he really, in this episode, the dad, Jerry, um, he gains a lot of humanity. And um, we see that he's not just the like annoying kind of outlier uh, mm-hmm. in the family, but he is actually like pretty nice and polite and. Um, so it's a really nice episode for him. And of course, he's, you know, so often pitted against uh, Joe, uh, but we right. start to see a little twist in their story in this episode. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was super funny when Joe, okay, so the sequence when he, when Grandpa Joe brings um, his quote unquote girlfriend to the Maeve. house, Maeve, yeah, to meet everybody. <laughs> so that scene was spectacular. Yeah, there was a lot of reasons why. I don't know if you noticed this, but both the daughters were dressed in black, in all yeah. black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a really subtly funny, weird thing. Um, yeah, and when they enter, when uh, Joe and Maeve enter, they're standing, and I don't know why, but the positions and placement looks like they're at a wake. Like it's yeah. It's so overt the that they're pictures like, of the mom are all exactly. around. Yeah. yeah. And, and it does like, look like they're at a wake. Like they're, they're just morning. like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, an amazing uh amazing scene where the, you know, daughters, especially Sarah, um, are trying to hold this line, but Sarah's immediately uh taken in by her blow, her amazing blow out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we have kind of these dual storylines, right? We have like the adults and the kids in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and they sort of push them along separately. And the kids' storyline now has ramped up to the big party. And of yep. course, it's at our uh, trust fund prefect, <laughs> uh, our trust fund baby Jenny. Yeah, with her eight bedroom home. That's right. That was mentioned a few times. Yeah, eight bedrooms. And some of the bedrooms have a wee bathroom in them. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, she invites the gang and Aaron, you know. Oh, skeptical. complete party complete right. with chocolate fountain. Can't with chocolate forget fountain. that. Yeah. Uh, but they aren't going to go where Aaron is very skeptical until she learns that Who David DJ is DJing. Is. <laughs> DJ David. Wicka, wicka, wicka. <laughs> Pretty funny too. Uh, oh, is your band playing? And he's like, oh, no. Oh, we don't really do covers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is enough though um, to get, get them all to the party. So it's a party for the Ukrainians and all their hosts. Yeah, things kind of start to all unravel. This kind of begins like a climax of this episode and what you're talking about, these kind of mini capers and the extra episode mm-hmm. and the really effect of the Ukrainian girl. This is a great moment when they all connect at the party and Claire is in a union Jack t-shirt <laughs> trying to break down labels. 
And, She's uh, in a, a stretch Union Jack, like plastered tightly across her bosoms. <laughs> yeah, just to, to try to break down and the oppressive symbol. We shouldn't be defined by symbols and this shouldn't mean anything. And they're about to be- begin a really big discussion, right? But then their song starts. And so that turns into this dance. A line dance. Yeah, that sequence was so funny. I mean, it's so funny and just like energetic. Like once they got to the party, like this episode just flew. Yeah, really kept that. It really kept the pace and there was a great tone between their plot and then the family's plot too, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, later at the end. Um, But yeah, I mean, what was your, you know, at this, when they get to the party, we're going to find out the plan is that James is going to have sex. Everyone seems to know <laughs> that's going to go down. Aaron's really upset about that. Doesn't want James to just be used and abused, but almost you got to wonder what's going on there. There what, what? is, uh, there are several moments, but there's a moment in particular. When... Yeah, what was your favorite? What was your favorite moment? Well, really at the party, I think all the moments leading up to the climax were really funny. And they, one thing I loved about this sequence, especially within this episode, is they've been really leaning into each character's individual traits and quirks. And at the party, they just come out in full, full display. And so we get, uh, you know, Orla's got, s'mores <laughs> all over her face chocolate and all over her face just, yeah just so like, like they weird said, uh, and extreme you're gonna get and, sick and she's like i know my limits like she's like, <laughs> yeah. like as if she's like drinking alcohol right it's like, uh, that's so funny and so they get yeah they just get super into these extremes and <laughs> what we see is erin just lose it basically right she uh yeah. in, in the climax she does totally lose it but you know, watching her build up to a boil and watching her tunnel vision on this thing and become obsessed, right? And whether or not she's obsessed with James or just this idea that she knows something that, you know, he doesn't know about Katya, uh, either way, that's, you know, that's her defining trait is she becomes so obsessed with what she's convinced is going on that she leads them, you know, into this caper. And this time it all just comes crashing down on her as she, you know, blurts out this completely false, false accusation, which eventually gets them kicked out of the party. But watching it all just kind of lead up to this, um, we definitely are, we know kind of Aaron is, is on this path. Um, but the hilarious way that they took us up to this, yeah, uh, and then that moment, and you realize that she, you know, the the pilot episode, everyone, you know, she especially blames Michelle for everything, right? Yeah. Um, but you start to realize that Aaron's at the root of everything <laughs> that goes right and wrong, often for them. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> There's so many funny bits in this show that we could just go on and on and on. But, but like the fact that there were so many bedrooms in this house, none of them were used <laughs> to being in a house that big ever. And they, they all everywhere. wound up. Yeah, they all wound up in the same room. And oh, and uh, that's where they find Jenny's exchange student in this big reveal. 
that was pretty hilarious that he's not Our in town. fact yeah he's not in fact ukraine he's in <laughs> fact <laughs> from belfast and he's he got from on the belfast wrong bus. Hey, he got on the wrong bus uh yeah that's a really funny just random bit uh <laughs> she won't let me go i'm so she scared of jenny leave. yeah <laughs> uh, yeah a lot of amazing hilarious moments uh at the party and um of course comes to a head uh, when aaron accuses katya of being a hooker yeah and it's brutal and she would have been real easy earlier for her to david the dj uh, her big crush of this whole series wanted to like finally hang out with her and talk to her and she was yeah. like just give me one moment because she was so yeah. on a mission and her one head was minute. spinning so much around stay here controlling her group of friends so she blew it there and she accused her exchange student of being a hooker in front of all her classmates so it was definitely a big downfall mm. for aaron for sure yeah. personally in this one but she still has her friends we know they're not going anywhere and they're all going to still support her and that's kind of a cool thought too it's like no matter what this group gets into they still have each other and they're kind of always going to remain friends you know at the end of the day they do yeah they have that uh sort of whatever you know caper um team a team or scooby-doo or um, (laughs) they have that stick-to-itedness yeah and they yeah it's funny they all for one and one for all, whether they like it or not. And you get the sense in this episode that when, you know, Aaron does that and she thinks she's found the smoking gun, she's found condoms, you know, (laughs) and people are giving her money for a present they bought for Jenny. You know, it's like, um, she takes the, you know, the brunt of it in that moment, but then they all get kicked out or they all leave with her. It's kind of unclear. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're all back home after, uh, Putting some, putting some, you know, ointment on the wounds, licking the yeah. wounds. Uh, so there is that nice, yeah, group yeah. nature to everything they do. Yeah, they're best friends. They're a great group. And before we move on to episode five, um, I I really love the ending of episode four. I found it super heartwarming, and I just wanted yeah um, to hear your your thoughts on it. Um, it really for me it was like the most human moment of 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 this series to date. So I was just curious what you thought about it. Absolutely. Yeah. The last, last thing I wrote, you know, is just what a sweet moment, uh, to finally have some, uh, some camaraderie and acknowledgement, you know, especially from Joe, uh, that he appreciates Jerry and Jerry's support through the tough times with Maeve. And, um, yeah. And, you know, Steve really, uh, Caught me off guard this moment. Oh, it did. It really, uh, it caught me off guard and it got me. And it had me thinking that they had maybe started to reconcile. However, unfortunately, uh, I charged right into episode five. Yeah. uh, And the tension was quickly restored. You know, and who knows? It was was crafted so brilliantly. (laughs) And there's that little bit of acting. Mm. It was super, I thought, touching and such a wonderful bit of acting because he said the exact same thing he always says, right? You know, he's like, piss off, Jerry. And he just did it. It just landed in such an emotionally understanding way. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. And then we go to episode five and it's like right back, <laughs> right back to their original relationship. Uh, I know it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little harsh if you watch them back to back, um, to have that, like <laughs> such a sweet ending to four and you're like, oh, wow. that Yeah. And then boom, uh, we're right back in it. But you know, it's, um, I didn't imagine that that daily dynamic between them would shift. So, um, you know, I guess it's to be expected that it's more of the same uh, in the context of daily life and in front of the family members, right? They, they do yeah. have this moment that they've shared now, and that gives you a little more, uh, you know, just kind of love and comfort with their relationship. Um, because he is, you know, just constantly berating Jerry. So um. it was beautiful, and it was beautiful that he is a widower, and their mom has passed, and yeah. you know, her just saying like they're just not ready, Joe, and you know, and him kind of being okay with it, and yeah, and uh, but Jerry like putting himself out there to just try to make him feel better, and it was almost just like, you know, you know, Grandpa Joe had a sense of like I'm okay, but you know, I appreciate what you're doing here. Um, but yeah, you're right. So right back into family drama, things going on, people <laughs> wanting to be in control, um, people want to make decisions. Um, episode five, you know, Aaron's still the center of her friend's world. Everyone kind of still rallying and circling around her. Right. Um, but kind of a lot going on politically and also in a situational comedy kind of way. So what um, what did you think of episode five? Episode five was really, really funny and interesting. Uh, I didn't really have any idea what was going on. Um, yeah. And while there's some explanation, you certainly would have to do historical research to understand the actual situation. Yeah. And, who are the orange coats and what right. are they doing parading and exactly. And the funny part about this as I think we are prepared for everything, this family, you know, there's the gang of the teenagers, but it's really the whole family is involved in so much of this comedy that nothing is going to be, you know, simple or easy or, uh, or well-planned with this family. So, um, these mm -hmm. parades are ramping up at the beginning of this episode and they're frantically trying to get out of town, but somehow, even though this happens every year, they don't get out of town the day before. No, nope. it's yeah. like they're <laughs> yeah. already, they say practicing, but it's hard to really know what the difference is, uh, of practicing versus the real parades. Uh, so we know that, uh, they're frantic to get out of town. And, but everything seems to be taking forever, right? In the sequence, it's like we're in the getting ready. Oh she my has God. like the big clock. They got to go over and get the tent from the neighbor. And that <laughs> that's like a sit-down thing where he's showing them the window, the soundproof windows. <laughs> that's an amazing <laughs> sequence, too. And uh, a great sequence for Orla, where her just silly, <laughs> weird uh, funniness and her yeah. comfort, like she's so just comfortable with anyone in any situation like she just loves to get weird and uh, yeah, she's in the tent with the neighbor jim when he's like showing them the tent she's in there with him all excited like 
Yeah, she's it's just this, amazing. Yeah, she's this wonderful like Andy Kaufman, like Kramer esque, you know, device yeah. or character to this group of friends. It's the one who's yeah. like she's always off to the side or up on the bed or you, you're right, like in the tent, like immersed in the feeling of the scene. Yeah, or the situation. And she's both creating that feeling through the staging and blocking, and also very funny physically her comedy yeah totally because she doesn't have as many lines her lines are often very funny but she's physically just hilarious and it's interesting because you start to notice in some of the scenes that they've sort of created her as this like weird curly haired funny girl but then when they show her in more normal shots or outfits she's obviously also very beautiful and mm-hmm. so it's this funny juxtaposition where Aaron is the lead character in The Blonde, but her facial expressions are hilarious. So Aaron always <laughs> looks funny. And Orla's yeah. kind of in these funny situations, but looks kind of more cherubic. And it creates yeah. this just amazing, <laughs> amazing scenery and shot. You know, it's like they're just so good, as we've said before, at setting all this up through the shots. And yeah, yeah her in the tent. It's- uh, oh, it's great, great and it's one. and it's Jim's second best tent that second they borrow, <laughs> which Joe is which, impressed with. <laughs> super, super impressed. He charges James with its protection. Oh no, please, uh, please don't put me in charge of that. Yeah, don't you're in charge of that. No, don't, don't, don't put me in charge of that. Um, uh, so yeah, so just what you're saying around that having that heartwarming moment between Jerry and Joe at the end of episode four. And then here we are at episode five, right when they're about to head out. It's this yeah. issue of like who's who's going to do the driving, who's going to do the directions to navigate out of town safely. Yeah. Um, and this is like sort of it sort of shines some light a little bit on Erin and mm-hmm. her. You know the fact that she's this granddaughter, and like she exhibits this kind of amount of control over her friends or tries to, and mm-hmm. the grandfather just. Sort of, it's this pride thing, maybe that just runs deep in their family. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can see uh, a bit of grandpa in Aaron uh, <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, and there's, you know, both the part, the power struggle for the map, and you know who's who's going to get them safely out of town, uh, and also hilarious part of this moment is the scramble to either get in or not, you know, get in with Grandpa Joe, who's an right. infamously bad and uh, fast, reckless driver. Um, <laughs> yeah. But certain people want to ride with him for other reasons. Like Sarah wants to ride with him because he lets her smoke in the car. Right. So Sarah <laughs> ends up in the back uh, with two of the kids uh, of Grandpa Joe's car, which is hilarious and leads to another scene and before they leave, she's actually got tarot cards out, right, in the house. Oh, yeah. Um, which With ends Michelle, up, and that kind of makes a funny thing Michelle's talking about who well, she's going to marry. that's actually in the car. Um, oh, right, right. When, yeah, so that's what's right coming up. But yeah, she pulls them out, and that sort of adds this funny flavor to this whole caper uh, of, like, all of a sudden Sarah's a tarot reader. Like. Yeah, what did she say in the house? She's like, she took a course. Yeah, I took a course. Yeah, yeah. I took a course once. Um, So in the house, she predicts, you know, danger, grave danger. And uh, then, of course, they get Grandpa Joe drives right into the parade and they get (laughs) circled by orange men. 
And uh, she's like, see, I predicted grave danger. And uh, Jerry's freaking out. And, you know, I told you sewing. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that's an amazing, amazing scene where, um, you know, they get in these cars, right? And there's the whole setup we were just talking about. And they get in the cars, but then the cars get stuck immediately. So the yeah. next scene is really like the interior of the cars the two different cars and what's going on inside. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's funny how it's like they get in a vehicle, but then they're actually static uh, interior shots. Yeah, I know. Um, and Jerry, like they have the baby in the car and it's <laughs> like, there's so many. And then the father, the grandfather is just yelling at the guys and being really belligerent, you know, like the, the, the juxtaposition of the two environments of the two car interiors. Oh man. Yeah. That was uh, as bad as it gets getting out of town. But they do eventually get out and they're on their way. Yeah. Um, But apparently where they're going is a different currency. They have to spend pounces, (laughs) right? Uh, Again, we didn't do all our research here, but it's still a fun ride. Even if you don't know all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And And you're into it. You're like, and it's easy enough. You're like, okay, yeah. Different currency. That's annoying. Like I understand what that would be. It'll be like if we went to Canada or whatever. Right. Yeah, um, and so the mom's freaking out. She thinks she yep. left her purse uh, for this currency. So they have to pull over <laughs> because she realizes it, it is packed, but it's somewhere. So they have to pull over right. to get it. And then, uh, of course, the pullover scene is the, the you know, jumping off point for the real uh, action. Um, which is funny because there's so much to just get out of town, right? right. Yeah, and the, and the yeah. fact that, the- <laughs> and they set up this whole like trip to get out of town because of these parades. And I definitely, I don't know about you, especially the first time you watched the Steve, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm just imagining this camping hilarious debacle. Like, just I'm picturing the right. you know the crew in the you know Boone. Boondocks and the boonies, just hilarity. uh, And that's not even what happens. They never get anywhere. It's one (laughs) of those episodes about a trip that never goes anywhere because they pull over and there's, you know, a row and then they open the boot and, oh, Emmett. Emmett, call me There's a man. Or you can call me Emmett. (laughs) There's a man Uh, in their trunk and he's just like, all right, good. (laughs) All right, hey, we're all, all fine right, here. Bye. And he's trying to close it and just kind of <laughs> skip the conversation about why he's in the trunk. And that was really funny. That oh. became like, it was almost kind of like a Guy Ritchie sort of like, you know, comedic influence there. It was just sort hilarious. Of, yeah, super. This funny. whole bit and right from the start of, yeah, his, his uh, just nonchalance and like, yep, okay, bye. But then as they press <laughs> him, <laughs> you know, like, well, how'd you get in there? It's like, asked around if anyone you know it's become important for me to get across the border so i asked around if anyone was going <laughs> yeah. that way and everyone told me you were and it's like yeah he just asked around in dairy and of course everyone knew yeah, that they were going bringing them their kids <laughs> to take them you know like the whole town knows everything and uh growing up in small town life as we did steve i know mm. that really just like hit home it's like, oh yeah. There's a stowaway in your trunk who just yeah, he just asked like downtown, like, hey, anyone going uh across the border? Oh yeah. 
yeah, this family is oh cool. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then it uh it kicks off this uh you know second in a way part of the episode, which is the main yeah, totally. action. And um, it's just, you know, immediately a debate. What do we do with this stowaway? And of course, it pits Jerry against Joe. And it serves as the device that actually brings out all of the dynamics we've gotten used to. Aaron, yeah. Aaron's going to Aaron. Jerry and Joe are going to Jerry and Joe. Michelle, yeah. of course, thinks it's the boy that... Sarah's tarot reading as predicted, and uh, that <laughs> and read the whole situation really uh, <laughs> yeah. pushes Jerry to the brink, right? Where we really we've does. seen him take it now for four episodes, and finally the car ride there, mm. the situation, you know, facing jail, like uh, being an accomplice to a crime, like it was too much for Jerry, and he lost it. He lost his cool. He yelled at everybody. Loses <laughs> and, uh, it. Yeah. Well, first he gets and he and he gets pressured into uh, <laughs> telling off the waitress, right? Who's had a, we as it turns out, has a very deep and conflicted backstory that <laughs> is never discussed or explained. It's just oh. she's going through a lot right now, and she couldn't handle Jerry being so hard on her about her bad service. Oh, uh, and you, you feel so bad for Jerry. I mean, they set it up so well, right? She is totally rude. Through the whole yeah. first part of, you know, they're in a some sort of diner. They've stopped for some, you know, coffee and to mull over what to do. And she is just totally rude without explanation. She scoffs. She actually, she looks at the baby and scoffs. Like she's, she's disdainful. <laughs> I missed that part. I missed that she's, part two, two I times I saw the episode. And I saw that again. Oh, that's I went great. Back. I, I'll have to check that out. This scene is great. I mean, the diner scene is, you know, it's the whole climax and really yeah. final action uh, of, this, of this episode. And it's great. But yeah, she really is. And then additionally, we see Jerry backed into a corner, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we know, at least I felt like <clears throat> it was really obvious as the viewer in this, oh, no, oh, no, this is going to go horribly wrong for him, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's... Especially by Joe, he's he's backed into a corner and forced, essentially. His hand is is forced to reprimand the waitress. She gave you the wrong drink, you know. Re- she's been rude. Reprimand her. So uh, he does. It backfires. Oh, that was super funny. That was oh, super man. It funny. makes me think of, uh, makes me think of, you know, Steve, sometimes when you're watching a sports game, you'll see someone pushes another guy and then the other guy gets pissed and retaliates and he mm-hmm. pushes too hard and he and gets fouled. He, yeah. He yeah. gets called for the foul <laughs> and that could hurt his team. There's moments like, you know, in an NBA finals game, someone lost their cool and it ended up costing him some serious playing time. We won't get into too much specifics of that on this podcast, but reminded me of that where you get pushed and you go too far and it just all backfires, and poor Jerry loses it, yells at the waitress, yells at everyone, and has finally just become the total outcast from the family that he's kind of been pushed into. <laughs> yeah, uh, storms I mean, off. Storms and- off. But, of course, 
because he's part of the family. And right, as we've said, they they stay together. Yep. They always come back together. So he actually comes back at the end with some key info on Emmett. Of course, a little too late. Yeah, <laughs> Emmett throughout is kind of just enjoying a nice breakfast, checking in with them from time to time, seeing how it's going, which way they're leaning, if he's going to get to ride in the, in the cab. He's, he's yeah. very, very kind of charming and um, taking their temperature. Yeah, taking their temperature. That's super funny. Yeah, but before. Jerry's able to uh, to out him as a, a vigilante graffiti artist from their you know yeah havoc on the side of their home in their town. Um, he jumps into somebody else's into <laughs> the back of somebody else's car on the way to the border, but he happens uh, he's got some slippery fingers. Ooh. This Emmett and he grabbed, of course, Jim's, Jim's second, second best, best tent. tent. No, not the tent. Oh. Uh, wow and, um, what a sequence and one, we had one last little uh, dig at Jerry it was supposed to be James's responsibility but, <laughs> yeah. but Grandpa Joe gets him off the hook and just blames Jerry you know told you to it. watch Jerry no you didn't <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh you yeah. gonna blame the wee one yeah you gonna blame the youngin that's so funny yeah um, and this whole scene in the diner has all of I thought, you know, the hilarious, hilarious lines and moments, really. Um, of course, there's hilarious lines throughout all these episodes. Um, but I, I wrote down a few from this final diner scene. And the oh, cool. one that I was like, man, I, you know, there's a lot of great ones. I love Jerry's, like, the end of Jerry's blow up. Dude. It was an Australian accent. And it was flawless. <laughs> flawless. <laughs> he, like, does it again. And, uh, but even better, Steve, my favorite line of probably the whole series to date comes early in this diner scene. Oh, give it to me. What do you, and, what do you got? Uh, it's a line Michelle gives with utter seriousness. Christ only knows what's lurking downstairs, and that is a concern. The tinge of ginger in his head and what, what's lurking downstairs. That was a funny line. Oh, um, but so many, so many great, great comedic moments. Yeah, I want to talk about um, what you thought of the last line of this real quick, especially mm. if you think about the last line of episode four yeah. where he tells Jerry to piss off in such a like heartbreaking and heartfelt, heartwarming way. Right. right. And then, so, the, so Grandpa Joe gets the last line of, season five yeah and it's and he's kind of like it's that similar kind of perplexed moment of of him just being like jim's second best tent how am i gonna break it to him like, <laughs> it's just that whole moment of being like, how am i gonna break it to him <laughs> uh, yeah. jim's gonna be so upset about everything that happened in this episode <laughs> exactly his second his second forget best about jerry's forget about jerry's feelings forget about putting the family in danger of getting arrested or in trouble with the law. It's just, oh, how am I going to yeah. break it to him? How I'm gonna break it to am Jim. I going to break it to him? <laughs> and I loved the, uh, the continued music narration. And um, this ends, this episode ends, like, you know, you're seeing Emmett jump in this Mercedes, yeah. right? Uh, with the um, tent in his bag. And uh, what a man plays. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, and it's great. Yeah, we didn't get into the music too much, but the beginning of episode four was like the informa. Ma, 
Informer. I wrote that Dude, down too. I mean, uh. using these '90s songs correctly in and of itself is a joke. It's so funny. It, it's it so makes funny. you laugh out loud. Yeah. And I know we appreciate this because we grew up on these songs. Um, but I also know that these songs that they're choosing these generally early to mid '90s popular songs. Yeah. We're really universal, and it, sure. it's amazing that they not only use them to, you know, harken back to the time and be uh, accurate, but they're always saying something. They're always speaking to what's going on. And as you said, Informer plays early in episode four, way before Aaron actually yeah. in, tries to inform on Katya. Uh, so wow. it's just... You know, it's funny that even Amazing. went over my head th- until this moment when you said that. That is totally right on. Right. And the show is super smart. It's, it, I will admit, it's smarter than me. And it's, it's very it, smart. <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize it at the time. It's only in us talking about it now and looking back at these things that I was like, oh, right, right. Of course, yeah. that's why Snow plays early in this because awesome. Aaron, Aaron tries to snitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, so uh, Dairy Girls continues to impress, continues to entertain us really well. Um, final thoughts on episode four and five. Um, just we're excited. about to get into the finale. There's only yeah. six. There's only six episodes of season wow. one of Dairy Girls. Very excited to see how they uh, how they tie up or don't. Maybe who knows? You know, uh, they're right. certainly. I wouldn't expect them to have to make a very like season ending episode, but I'm sure it'll be a fun and probably the caper will be you know the biggest yet or. There'll be something uh, that really ratchets it up, I would guess. Mostly, yeah, I'm just excited, Steve. I found it hard to, uh, to not just plow into six on the heels Ooh, of Ooh, I know. Um, absolutely. I'm excited, too. And everyone listening at home, please join us by watching the finale of season one, Woo. Dairy Girls, episode six. And join us next time on Shows with Friends. We can't wait to talk about it. It's going to be good. We're going to finish this awesome show. And then I am going to read a new one. You're going to pick a show. That's right. Very exciting. So join us next time as we wrap up Dairy Girls. Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts, and there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's Connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.